Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. It's 9 a.m. Central. That means Small Business Mornings is on the air. Hey, hi, hello, friends. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. On today's show, we're going to have some fun. We got a fun show today. McDonald's is making a curious business decision, and they're giving us like a lot of lead time before this thing is going to go into effect. We'll talk about that. What can your body language say about you while you're doing in-person networking? It says a lot. And if you're not up to speed on what it says, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to share our brand spanking new in-person networking event for Milwaukee coming up in early October. What if you could make money in your small business while napping? Yes, please. It's possible, and I will share that story with you. Our meme is a good reminder of what it's like to get up in the morning and take on the day. And our question of the day today, and I'm shocked that this question needs to be asked, but it's a thing now. Are you a Beatles person or not? Because there are not Beatles people walking around. Like, I actively don't like the Beatles. I want to hear from you. So we'll talk about the Beatles and our question of the day. Small Business Mornings is a daily live stream. It's every day at 9 a.m. Central. So solopreneurs and small business owners who are tired of building their business on their own can get together. Every day, we're catching up on the news, and we build a community of like-minded business owners who believe in positivity, abundance, and collaboration over competition. We're working together to make our business dreams come true. The mission is simple. Don't grow it alone. If you're in the chat, say good morning. Look at Susie Moon. First, Susie Moon showing up first. Gold star for you, Susie Moon. And Patty, good morning, my friend. Thank you for joining us. So if you're with us this morning, say hi and howdy, so that way we can know that I'm not alone. Okay, we're starting today with an important holiday. Remember, there's a holiday for everything. And today is the National Bald is beautiful day. Damn right. All right, let's talk about the future. Leading the news today, let's talk about the future. The year, the year is 2032. Woo! We're flashing forward to 2032. What will life be like in 2032? 2032. That sounds like some Buck Rogers stuff. You go to Disney World and you ride a ride to show you what the world will be like in 2032. It seems like forever from now, right? (laughs) It's nine years away. Nine years. Less than a decade. But, okay, fine. 2032. It's in nine years. 
And we can agree that these things will probably be true in nine years. We will all have a robot in our house in nine years. Most likely that's the case. We will all have an AI pet. Why wouldn't we have an AI pet? We like having pets. AI is a thing. It would be really handy. If you had an AI pet, it knew everything about you. It can help you through the ups and downs of your day. It can make your life better, and it never dies. So why wouldn't we have an AI pet? You could have a pet for 40 years. And the other thing is, Susie's right, Karen, good morning. Susie's right, robot vacuum, for sure. Those things are a thing. The other thing that will be true in 2032, and I've got a news story about 2032 we're going to get to, but I'm just having some fun with 2032. I am firmly convinced that by 2032, nine years from now, more people will be driven by cars than drive them. That just blows people's minds when you think about that. But by 2032, we will go out to the vehicle and tell it where we want to go and then, you know, read a book or whatever we'll be doing in 2032. But we won't be driving. Lisa Rabel, good morning. And in 2032, McDonald's will make a big change in their business, and that's the news story this morning. They made an announcement yesterday that's a little bit curious. They announced that by 2032, all of the self-service soda machines will be gone from their stores. Now, you know the ones, right? You buy your meal, you go over to the thing, and you think they don't know you're doing it. Chug. Right? You think you're slick. They know you're doing that. Everybody does that. The old fill, chug, fill, eat, refill game that we all play with the uh, soda machine. Yeah. Well, um, they're making a change. They're taking them all out of their stores by 2032, but they're giving us nine years warning. McDonald's showed up one day and just instantly started selling pizzas with no warning. But they're giving us nine years warning on taking out the soda machines. And you would think that's kind of like... Like if they were going to eliminate cashiers, they might tell us in nine years. And they're probably going to do that, by the way. Or if all of a sudden they just decided, we're not doing beef in our hamburgers anymore. But no, soda machines. They didn't really say why they're announcing it now. Some of the folks that are commenting on it this morning all over the web, they've speculated that this soda machine game that we all play might be a money loser for them. Or it could be a sanitation issue because it is kind of nasty knowing that people go chug and then stick their nasty face back under there. But whatever's in Coca-Cola probably kills it anyway. So I don't think it's really sanitation. The reason why they're probably giving us nine years, nine years notice is they have a billion stores. But just like yesterday, let's follow the money. I bet their Coca-Cola contract is in place until 2032. 
Because, I mean, McDonald's and Coke, right? That's what it is. And can we just all agree that the Diet Coke at McDonald's is the best Diet Coke on the planet? A McDonald's Diet Coke is better than any other Diet Coke. Can a Diet Coke? I could go and sip it out of the... (laughs) Can I say this? I could go sip Diet Coke out of the teat at the factory and it's still... Did I just say that? I shouldn't have said that. Forget I said that. I, so, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> I could, it's not, it's, it's at the factory, it's not as good as Diet Coke at McDonald's. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <clears throat> but it's true. So you think that you're slick doing the chug refilled chug game. And I don't know why that is. Isn't the rumor, Lisa Rabel, that the reason why it's better at McDonald's is that they overclock the amount of syrup they put in there? That's what I've heard, that they just make it super extra diet cokey. Wait a minute. E.B., come on. Now, E.B. is in the chat saying she's never had a Diet Coke at McDonald's. Now, if you like Diet Coke, but you've never had a Diet Coke from McDonald's, all right, we have an assignment, E.B. You got to go drive through. Absolutely. Okay. If you had an AI pet, I think I'm still kind of fascinated by that. Yes, the teat of Diet Coke at the factory. That's now got my imagination. But an AI pet. Wouldn't that be awesome? What would you name your AI pet? Wouldn't it be cool? You get to name an AI pet? Yes. You'd have to name it something awesome. Like, I would probably name mine Ditka. Hey, uh, Ditka, can you tell me, like, just because I could always talk to Ditka forever. Or I would name it Jeeves so I could feel fancy. Jeeves. Just, I would feel like I have a butler. Good times. Good times. Okay, so now we've really lit up some comments here about Diet Coke at McDonald's. Best Diet Coke ever. Oh, dear. Okay, EB, yes, you're going to go try it because it's fantastic. And then, uh, Leanne Lovely, Disney puts a dot on the bottom of the cup that restricts you from getting too many refills. Doesn't that sound like Disney? The happiest place on earth as long as your credit card works. Disney. All right, we're going to move on. Let's talk about, oh, and by the way, EB, you need to go try it and I want you to report back because it is the best Diet Coke on the planet. Okay. There's a great article this morning I read about body language. It came from uh, Deborah Fine's book, The Fine Art. See what she did there? The Fine Art of Small Talk. Body language is the ultimate tell. You can be in a conversation with someone and be yeah-yaying them and saying whatever you think they need to hear. But if your body language is not the right uh, situation or you know how to read body language, you can really tell what's going on. It's undefeated. And we need to be aware of it if you're doing in-person networking because body language is its a real tell. So if you don't think about it, here are some of the things that I learned in Deborah's book. First of all, arms crossed. This is the classic one. And this is tough too, because standing, I got, okay, I'm a big dude. When I meet people at in-person networking, like Diana said yesterday, they don't know that I'm 6'4". 
You'd never know it because I'm in your little Zoom box right now. But when you meet me, I'm looking down at you. Like almost everyone I meet, I'm looking down at you. And I've got a lot of arm. There's a lot of arm here. And what do I do with all of these arms? I got to do something with them. I could stand here like the fig leaf and look like I'm security. Or I could put them in my pockets and look like I'm four years old. Like, what do I do with all of this? So a lot of times I'll just stand here like this because it's comfortable. Like kind of tucks in real nice. (sighs) It's kind of like a resting position. But if you're doing it subconsciously, it's sending off some tells about what's running in your head. It says, I'm close to what you're saying. It says, I wish I weren't here. And it's saying I'm protecting myself from something. Like if you find yourself maybe talking to someone trying to sell something to you and you find yourself doing this, you're kind of sending the signal. Now they might not know how to read it, but you're sending the signal that you're not here for this. Something's going on. All right. Second one, avoiding eye contact. Have you had a conversation in networking with someone that's like this? Well, oh yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, my business, you know, um, yeah, I, I do stuff and things and okay. Like, and, and you're like, hello, are we having a, hello, are we having a conversation? Are you looking at me? What's going on? In fact, that's why I have a teleprompter now. I have a teleprompter here because I want to be able to look right at you. Before I had a teleprompter, I had to look down here to see my notes and such. And even this break between looking down and looking up at you, it makes all the difference. Eye contact. If you do something like this, a video podcast, or you do anything, Zoom meetings for a living, invest in a teleprompter. I'm telling you, the eye contact is everything. If you're not making eye contact... It says that you're not confident in what you have to say. It could be that you're untrustworthy or you're lying. One of the best tells I read in a poker book is that if someone looks up like this and says something, they they might be lying. Oh, yeah, Pat, how are your sales this month? Oh, yeah, we're uh, we're killing it. (laughs) Liar. Or at least potential liar. I don't know if they're lying. I'm not accusing you of lying if you do that. But be aware of that. Here's another one. Twisting jewelry. Playing with your hair, LOL. Obviously, I don't have that problem. But if you find yourself fidgeting, right? Fidgeting. This is me fixing, like twirling my hair. If you find yourself fidgeting, the book says it's showing off the nerves that you have. And if you find yourself fidgeting like that, Take a breath, calm yourself down. Here's another one, slouching. And I have a reason for slouching. I'll explain that, but slouching. When you're slouching, right? You're standing around talking to people. Me, I'm slouching, me. When you're doing that, it's sending off the signals that you feel like you don't belong in the room or you're uninterested or you're disconnected in the conversation for some reason, but you just don't feel like you're here for it. You're just kind of, well, all right, well, you're all successful and I'm not. Slouching. 
Do you catch yourself doing any of these things? I find myself slouching in person because I'm a giant. I'm tall. I'm not the tallest guy in the world, but I'm like taller than almost everyone in every room I'm in. And I have a problem that I'm not addressing. So first of all, I'm tall. So I don't like to stand like this and say, hello, little people. So like, I, it feels a little more comfortable to kind of like slouch a little bit. But the other thing is, I was a radio broadcaster for 20 some odd years, and now I'm doing this show and I'm wearing headphones. See, I'm wearing headphones every day, all the time, all the time. I wore my headphones for like six hours yesterday. And when you're a broadcaster, you don't want to hear your voice through your chest. You want to hear your voice through your ears, which is weird because you don't hear your voice through your ears. You hear your voice through your chest. But I, as a broadcaster, was trained and got used to the idea of hearing my voice through my ears. To do that, you got to turn it up loud. And I mean loud. So I've been blasting myself for decades. Well, the result of that is I don't hear so good. I hear like an old man. And it's a problem and I need to go get help. And I don't want to do that yet because I'm too proud or stupid or whatever. So if you catch me at networking, like this is a common thing that I do at networking. And if we've talked in person, you've seen me do this. We're talking and I kind of do this. I kind of like look down at the ground and I put my face towards you because I'm trying to hear you. And I know it's a bad habit and I know that I need to get fixed. I know this. But it's a big deal. So anyway, eye contact is a thing. Slouching is a thing. Arms crossed is a thing. What else is in the comments? Oh, yes, this is a good one, Leanne. Talking over people. That is not a thing. True. In EB comments, sometimes crossed arms are a protection act when energy is not the right one for me. Yep, it's just kind of that reflexive kind of organic kind of thing. And that's what it says. Oh, Leanne, you're so nice. You're amazing at making people feel comfortable. I remember the first time I met you. That car accident? No, I'm kidding. No, I remember meeting you too. That's very sweet, Leanne. I appreciate it. All right, so let's move forward. That's what body language says about you if you're networking. And speaking of networking, we uh, are announcing a new in-person networking event. October 9th. The Idea Collective is getting together in person. We're doing a business networking event and creative event. It's called the Idea Collective Creative Connections. And it's kind of our signature event for the Idea Collective in person. Monday, October 9th at our partners Bank 59 in Brookfield, Wisconsin. And it's free to attend. And yes, there will be beer. But I'm telling you, this event is not for you. If you're the type of business owner that doesn't want to have people around you, because the idea collective, it's for people that are tired of build, building their business by themselves. They want to have people around them. They want to collaborate and meet like-minded folks. They're tired of going to networking events and being sold to and being told that we all have to figure it out by ourselves. No, we build our businesses better when we do it together. That's why our tagline is don't grow it alone. So if you're in the Milwaukee area, you want to come get some idea collective goodness, 
uh, October 9th, 4 to 6 p.m., Bank 5-9. We would love to see you there. And for those of you that are watching us on mobile, QR codes can be a little bit of a thing. So let's put that link in the chat. All right. If you found us and you're enjoying the show, that's cool. It's Small Business Mornings. It's a daily live stream at 9 a.m. for solopreneurs and small business owners that are tired of building their business all by themselves. So thanks for joining us today. We've got a meme of the day coming up and our question of the day, are you a Beatles person or not? I'm dumbfounded to know that there are people walking the planet that aren't Beatles people, but hey, everyone's into their own thing. So I want to talk about that. But before we do the meme of the day and before we do our question of the day, I want to address how tired I am. (laughs) How tired you are. How tired it gets to build a small business. Because if you could use a nap, boy, I've got the thing for you. Let's head to Montenegro, the country of Montenegro, specifically the village of Brezna, Montenegro, because they are holding a contest to push back on a stereotype, and I think you're going to love it. (laughs) So it turns out, And I didn't know this, but according to the contest, the stereotype of some of the citizens is that they're lazy. I don't know why they would be considered lazy, but I guess it's a thing. So the mayor of this town launched a contest to poke fun at that stereotype. (laughs) So great. The contest is called the Laziest Citizen Contest. (laughs) And it launched with 21 contestants. Here are the rules. Are you ready? Can you can you compete in this contest? Do you have what it takes? Rule one, lie down. Rule two, don't get up. End of rules. <laughs> now, while you're lying down, you can do whatever you like. Do whatever you like. You can work on your business. Great. You can sleep. You can read. You can whatever you like, but you can't get up except for once every eight hours to use the bathroom. This contest is incredible. And there's a business lesson in here. This is why I'm bringing it up. One, it made me laugh. Two, it sounded kind of nice to lay down for a minute. And three, there's a business lesson. So they have had 27 people that began lying down. They've been lying down for 20 days now. 20 days. That's a lot of lying down, 20 days. They're competing for 1,000 euro. (laughs) Doesn't that sound great? Hey, I got a game I want you to play. Go lay down. Okay. I can do that. And I think after lying down for 20 days... I think I'd be ready to get up and do some work. That would be enough to recharge my battery. batteries 20 days lying down. All right, I said there's a business lesson. What can we take from the business lesson? Well, those of you in the Idea Collective have heard me talk about this before. The Idea Collective, uh, I mean, I guess in general, the lesson is stunts work. If you want to create a point and drive it home, you want to get noticed, 
to get noticed and to cut through the clutter and to make people pay attention to what you're doing, sometimes you got to push the envelope. And sometimes you have to do something out of the ordinary. And this one is just classic. And it's amazing. And it, it, it battles all of the stereotypes. So I'll ask you, is there something in your business that you're trying to drive home? Is there something that's a true differentiator between you and everyone else? And how can you turn it into a stunt? We did it here on this show a few weeks ago. We did the Idea Slamathon. I wanted people that tuned into this show to knew to know that this show is a place to help you grow your business. And the way that I help people grow the business inside the Idea Collective is we do the Idea Slamathon. So we made it a stunt. We were going to Idea Slam until we ran out of people. We did it for two solid hours. And it was crazy fun and it was different. So I ask you, what do you want to be known for and how can you turn it into a stunt so you can get yourself some attention and some notoriety? It's a technique that always works, especially if you have the courage to make the stunt head turning. You got to make it goofy enough that people will pay attention. It's a great, great technique. Don't forget that it's there. Question of the day is coming up in a minute. Are you a Beatles person? But first, our meme of the day from our director of meme, Abby Miller. By the way, if you see a meme, send it to me. Because like, let's say Leanne sends me a meme and I share it on the air. I'll shout out Leanne and love your sales and all about her business. Absolutely. Win a free commercial. Just send me a great meme that I use on the air and I'd be happy to shout you out here during the show. Today's meme addresses those of you that are not a one-alarm person and you know who you are. I figured that God said, some of you will get up immediately and some of you are going to need multiple alarms because that's pretty much how life goes. And we play that game. I'm going to set an alarm and I'm going to set another one just in case I don't get up. And then I better have another one just in case I don't get up with the other, you know, those people. Today's meme is for you. <laughs> That's me laying in the middle. And those are all of the alarms every five minutes beating me. <laughs> when you set your alarm every five minutes in the morning and you know who you are. <laughs> Why do we do that? Because we don't trust ourselves. We know that we're going to oversleep and we know that few things in life feel better than hitting the snooze button. Isn't that the greatest way to just push off all of your responsibilities? Get up, get up, get up, get up. No. Get up, get up, get up. No. No. It's one of the last remaining things we can say no to anyway. No. <laughs> Oh, it feels so good. And it's not that the sleep that you get while those five-minute alarms are snoozing is any good. It's like a power trip. No. Lisa, start your day. No. Something we can control. And it feels so good. All right. Let's do our question of the day. And then we are out of here for a, what day is it? Wednesday? 
We had an argument in our house last night about what day it was. If you want to look into a two-entrepreneur household, Abby, Stories Frame Photography, me, whatever this is, uh, literally had an argument last night about what day it was. So that's our life. It's Wednesday, as far as I can tell. Yes. Here's our question of the day. Are you a Beatles person? Are you a Beatles person? Teresa's leading right away. Yes, and my kids are Beatles people. We used to ask if people were Beatles or Stones. I think in general that's kind of sailed. I mean, the Stones people are adamant. Good for you if you're a Stones person. But we don't ask that question as frequently as we used to. It's pretty much... Are you into the Beatles? Because some people are not. And I'm wondering why. And it's cool if you're not. I'm not like saying everyone should be. But my entire life, everyone was. You didn't run into someone in 1991 that said, I don't like the Beatles. No one said that. At least I don't remember people saying that. But now it's a thing. And maybe it's like a hipster thing to say. Like, oh, the Beatles. Everyone likes that. Not me. But the Beatles are so ubiquitous now. They're so they're such a part of English speaking culture. To say you're not a Beatles person is somewhat like saying, "Oh, I don't read books," or "I don't like movies," because they are um, so saturated that every single platform that could possibly resell the Beatles to us has resold the Beatles to us. Everything from Disney to Guitar Hero to movies to DVDs and albums and documentaries and tours, like everything that could have a Beatles thing has a Beatles thing, including the Cirque du Soleil that I saw in Vegas, the Beatles rain show was incredible. My dad and I saw it. It was incredible. They've been around so long. They were first on American TV 59 years ago. 50, mm, long time. A lot of stuff's been invented since then. Like the computer and GPS, post-it notes, barcodes, Rolling luggage didn't exist. That's how long ago it was. And you know what else didn't exist? Uno. Just a shout out. Let's pay some respect to Uno. Is Uno not the bomb? The world was deprived of Uno until 1971. Do you want to live in a world that doesn't have Uno? I, for one, do not. But they've been around for a long time. So why don't you like the Beatles if you don't? And Lisa Rabel, thank you. Here's a reason why you may not like the Beatles. My sisters played it so much in our spare bedroom. 100%. So you can be sick of the Beatles. That would be a reason to not like them. And let's see here. Thunder. I really like the Beatles, but Mrs. Thunder's family loves them so much that it's made me like them a little less. Yeah, that's true. Just like anything, Bears, you can love something so much that it kind of goes too far. 
I can understand that. When your fandom of something becomes a personality trait, okay. Time to chill out. As long as we're talking about the Beatles, we at least have to talk about our favorite Beatles. Because everyone's got the favorite Beatles moment. Like Norwegian Wood. Oh my God. Come on. Such a beautiful song. Yesterday is just so flawless. Hey Jude, flawless. But if I had to choose, if you said, hey Pat, what's your favorite Beatles? For me, that's really easy to answer. It's Abbey Road, but specifically side two of Abbey Road. That entire montage of those last, what are they, four, five, six songs all in a row? That's just perfection. So kind of piggybacking on what we talked about yesterday, if you listen to music while you do your thing, maybe today is a Beatles day. Maybe today is a day that you kind of think about spinning some Beatles. Okay, fun talk. Today is a big day. We are bringing together viewers of the show for our very first backstage brainstorm. Now, if we've never met, that's a problem. If you watch the show, you kind of know who I am by now because, hi, I'm being me and we're talking about life, but I haven't met you and I want to know about you and I want to know about your business. So we're doing this thing and today's the day. It's called the Backstage Brainstorm and we're bringing together viewers of the show so I can meet you. We can learn about your business. You can meet some of the folks inside the Idea Collective so you can kind of get a vibe of what we're doing here. I mean, it's a community for people that don't want to build a business all by themselves. And we work together and we pick each other up and we fall and we share great ideas and we're all kind of into it so everybody wins. And if you're thinking, all right, that sounds good, but when are they going to sell me insurance? It's not what we do. I mean, it's, it's a terrific group of people. And I'd love to meet you and you're welcome to join us today for our first ever backstage brainstorm. So you can join us, snap the QR code. It's happening today at four o'clock. Today at four o'clock central, and I'm putting the link inside the comments as well in case you're watching on mobile. But we'd love to have you because here's the agenda. Introduce you, introduce me, meet some cool people, experience the Idea Collective Idea Slam for brainstorming and feedback and kind of get a feel what this is all about. And then if you're curious about the Idea Collective, we'll give you a no-risk opportunity to try it out. Today, four o'clock, backstage brainstorm, be there, and we can exchange notes about the Beatles. Sounds like fun. And then, as I mentioned, we're getting together in person. If you're in the Milwaukee area, our creative connections are coming to Brookfield, four o'clock on October 9th. Again, same drill. Cool people, cold beer, talking about business. What else do you want in life? The answer, nothing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. I got to go. Beatles are waiting. Thanks for tuning in this morning. I really appreciate it. Small Business Mornings is my latest experiment to bring small business owners together so we can grow our businesses. As you hear me say over and over, it's my guiding light and reason to be on the planet. It's your dream. Don't grow it alone. We'll be back here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Are you going to be there? Hope so. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you then.